Welcome to the Edge Podcast by MGR with your host, David Gill. Hey guys, David Gill here bringing you the Edge Podcast. How is everybody doing? I hope you guys are having great days. I am having a great day myself and I'm actually kind of excited about today's podcast. Not that I'm not excited about other podcasts, but I'm especially excited about today's podcast because we are talking about messaging and messaging bots, messenger bots, as a marketing strategy, as a sales revenue strategy. I'm really excited about this because I've been wanting to make this podcast for a few weeks now. Um, I've been really just diving into the world of bots a lot. I mean, we've been working on bots and and kind of researching and studying them a lot, but I really wanted to be sure I had all my ducks in a row before I came on a podcast and talked about it, and I really feel great about this, and I just think this is an awesome opportunity that a lot of people aren't necessarily aware of or are slightly aware of, but don't really think they need it, whatever, but you know let's 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 talk about it so messaging as a form of engagement and as a sales funnel is it's completely underutilized by almost every company out there and i'm here to tell you why you need to get on this asap asap messaging as a marketing and branding strategy has much lower conversion costs gets a ridiculous, ridiculous open rate and a ridiculous response rate compared to email marketing. And it's much more convenient for your customers. It's super easy for them to interact with you, which means they will do it more, which is what you want. So I'm going to talk about why that is and how you can go about it, how you can collect people's phone numbers and their get them to talk to your bot on Facebook and whatever. Let's just get right into it. Roll the intro. You ain't got no money, I ain't got no time. All these faces looking funny when I'm driving by. All right, so to keep you listening here, I'm going to give you two stats right off the bat that will make you want to listen to the rest of this episode, or they should if you're into making money and increasing revenues and conversions. But the first is so an email open rate um, industry average is around 20 to 30 percent kind of in that range that's most it depends on the industry whatever but that's pretty common 20 to 30 percent 25 is about the average so if you were to have a 40 percent open rate you would be balling okay people would be like wow how do you get a 40 percent open rate that's awesome and that is very very good now the messaging open rates for text messages the open rate is about 90 percent that's right. You heard that. Let me say it again. 90%. That's more than double the open rate that I just said was balling. That's more than triple, really, the triple or more than triple the average email open rate. That's insane. And the second stat is that conversion costs on average are about 70% lower than email marketing conversions. It costs 70% less per conversion. And listen, I'm not bashing email marketing. In fact, it's one of my favorite sales channels because it gets such a high conversion rate compared to everything else. But I'm using the universally loved by market marketers email marketing because everyone loves email marketing to prove my point that you need to be creating a messaging list just like you create an email list. 
And so why is this? Why are these numbers so staggering? Well, it's because by using bots to send out these messages, unlike in an email blast, it's a two-way conversation. They're not getting an email from no reply at yourbusiness.com. They're getting a bot that's asking them, that's telling them about things and saying, hey, do you have any questions? And the person can reply back to the bot and ask questions about the special offer or the new feature or whatever you just sent them. And they can have an actual conversation, which means the customer is now more interested and has more time invested, which means they're more likely to convert into a sale. It can remove friction from the sales process, which is always a major goal. But that's just on the pure sales side. That's on the like pure all you guys out there with the click funnels and all that which is great, but you can also use bots as a useful tool for your customer, as a branding method. So if you're, let me think of an example here. Um, if you're Expedia, okay, I'm, I'm gonna use like a booking website here because everyone knows their business. So you can create a bot if you're Expedia or some travel site, you can create a bot that allows people to ask, what's the cheapest flight to Paris in the next 48 hours? Or they can notify you, you can say, hey, tell me when the uh, the room price of this certain hotel, say you're trying to book a trip to Paris, right? And you know there's a certain hotel that you like, but the rates are you know, 230, 240 a night, and you're saying, hey, let me know if there's ever a sale and the price drops below $200 a night. And then it will let you know, it can notify you, hey, the price just dropped to 190, book now, boom, they just got a sale, they just got a conversion. And it's really useful to you, and obviously it brings them sales too. So that's one kind of example. Another example that I'm thinking of right now is if you're an analytics company, you can create a bot that tells people when their monthly budget is running low so they don't forget to finance their campaigns. Or you can let them know what their top performing ad was from last week or what demographic has the highest conversion rate or which keywords they should optimize more on. I mean, there's endless application of bots that can be useful to your customers and bring in sales at the same time. And the users are there too. A lot of people think that Oh, well, not that many people use actual messenger apps. Not, I'm not talking about text messaging right now. I'm talking about messenger apps. The text messaging is a little bit different. But Facebook Messenger has 1.3 billion users. WhatsApp has over a billion users. WeChat in Asia has billions of users too. I'm going to talk about WeChat and as, as an example for one second so I can kind of illustrate my point. So WeChat, if you don't know, it's a messenger app in China, and China is actually really ahead of the game on this, and that's why we can learn from them and know what works. So in China, especially in the major cities, but which you know has hundreds of millions of people because it's China, almost everyone uses WeChat bots on a daily basis. Just like we use social media and other utility apps almost every day, they use messenger apps, meaning bots and applications within a messenger every day because they are so robust there. They're so useful. There's so many things you can do within messenger apps in WeChat. And we've already seen a huge surge in chatbots in the US, especially when it comes to customer support and basic, you know, FAQs. But now we're passing the tipping point where we go from very basic novelty bots that are cool at first, but once you ask it anything that's somewhat unique, it has to direct you to a real person to now where we can answer most questions and 
actually be used as a tool, right? The bots can answer most questions and be something that people use every day. You know, real quick, as far as platforms, just so everyone knows, the main one that everyone should create bots on worldwide is Facebook Messenger. Again, it's the biggest in the US and it has a very advanced API that lets you do a lot of different things. If you're in Europe though, you should be doing Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp. Uh, obviously both are owned by Facebook, but WhatsApp just isn't as widely used in the US, but in Europe it is used a lot. And like I said, WhatsApp also has a billion users. Now, if you are on the B2B side, still do Facebook, WhatsApp, whatever you want, but also you should be doing, you can do LinkedIn bots and you can do Slack bots, which are I mean, these are awesome because you can create a great tool for your business and collect data from them and then sell those people on your products once you've built up trust with them. And that leads to my next point, the ability to collect data via messenger bot when people ask questions, right? So when people ask questions and are interacting with a much more human experience as opposed to a website form or, you know, a landing page they're more willing to give you information. If they ask a question that requires a bigger explanation, for example, you can have the bot ask, can I have your email so I can send you a full explanation? Or, you know, if you're an analytics company, like I said before, like you can say, hey, how is this ad doing? And how blah, blah, blah. And, but after it, you ask like two questions uh, or the customer asks two questions, then the bot can say, well, how can I have your email so I can send you a full report? Things like that. Because then guess what? You just captured an email. And that's very basic. A lot of people are able to capture emails in different ways. But you can collect more comprehensive data. I'll put it that way too. Like you can ask, okay, like if you have a some B2B you know, software or whatever and you're trying to help people with productivity and management, you, know, you can say, how many people work at your company? Okay, well, that's a piece of data that you know, people aren't super willing to give out, especially on a website form. But if they're talking to a bot and the bot's trying to say, okay, I'm trying to figure out like how to, how we can help you better with your management, whatever, dealing with tasks. Okay. How many people work at your company just so you know the scale? Okay. Have you ever tried a product like ours, right? Have you ever, have you ever bought one of our competitors products? And you don't have to say that, for example, but you, ever, you can say something like, you know, like, uh, again, if you're an analytics software, have you tried another analytics uh, software before? Have you ever had something like this? And that lets you know, okay, do we have to sell them on the idea of why they need an analytics product or just on why our analytics product is better than ones they've used before? They're two different sales. Or you can say, you know, well, how much time are you currently spending dealing with this problem, whatever you're selling that solves that problem? You know, Tons of detailed, and this is just kind of off the top of my head, but tons of detailed questions that you would never get from a form. It helps you categorize each customer into different types of leads and different types of, um, I guess you could say, progress. You know, we in marketing, you have different customers who are at different stages of the sales cycle. And so you can categorize them with messenger bots and get a lot more data about each individual customer to sell to them better. And just, and you don't have to think about it just like sell, sell, sell. It's just how you can help them more, how you can be more useful to them. Or you know, like I said, like if they've already used a competitor's product, then it's different than you trying to sell them on why they need a product like yours instead of saying, well, ours is a little better than most products out there because X, right? Those are two different sales strategies that you can now optimize for. And the main reason bots work so well is because they can remove 
friction and build trust. Those are the two main things. They remove the friction. It's very easy to talk to a bot. You don't have to have tons of customer support people there all the time. And it builds trust because once you're being really helpful and useful to that person, they're going to trust your company and be more willing to listen to what you have to say and listen to recommendations you have and listen to sales pitches you have. But the only way your bot can accomplish those things is if you make it very useful and very helpful to the customer. Like I said, you know, there's a reason why in the lawyer world and in the banking world, all of the best salesmen are the guys who are going golfing with the bankers on the weekends or the investors on the weekends, right? There's a reason why, because they build trust and then they go in for the sale. There's, I've, I've actually heard stories of, of lawyers who are cuddling up to bankers who they literally know them and they're talking to them and friends with them for six months and building their trust until they finally pitch their law firm. It's, it's a process. It's, it's no different than that old school way and this new school way, except now it's much more scalable and you can do it with bots. It's all about building trust and removing friction. Those are the two things you have to realize with bots. So this is how you do it. This is how you go about it. You start by planning out different things your bot can do, okay, to help customers. The main thing is helping customers. How do you, like, one of the common things that's very simple to implement is just basically take your FAQ page that most people have on their site and put it into the bot. So the customers that are, I'm sorry, the questions that customers ask the most, make sure the bot can answer all of those. Make sure all the things that you get the most complaints about, whatever it may be, that maybe the bot has a good answer for it or has some way to help them out with the biggest complaint that your business gets. Every business has some type of complaint. And if you can use a bot to soothe that process, it's definitely going to help. And, you know, try to have the bot solve those processes or like I said at least smooth them if you can't totally solve it with a bot because if you do if you do all of those things if you can create a great bot that is able to not only build the trust and remove friction like I said but also get more data and make better sales pitches and have better information on each customer so you can better sell to them then your messaging list, your messaging bots will turn into a revenue and branding machine. It will just be a cash printing machine. And now's the time to do it because there are some companies that are creating bots and creating messaging lists, but there's very, very few. It's not anywhere close to email marketing, for example. And I kind of look at this as where email marketing was, say, 10, 15 years ago, where yes, a lot of people were doing it and getting on board, but it wasn't anywhere close to where it is now or where it has been for the past few years where people are just saturated, oversaturated with tons of emails in their inbox from every single company, business, whatever out there. Messaging bots are kind of like the new email. They haven't been completely exploited yet. And I'm sure in five years that messaging bots won't have 90% open rates and be dropping your conversion cost by 70%. But right now they are. And now is the time to take advantage of it while everyone else doesn't really realize this opportunity. So we definitely get on that. Definitely get on making messenger bots. Of course, we can help you out. MGRAgency.com. Anyways, Let's get into the news. It's time for the news. All right, so in the news today, Dyson, the same company who sells the $600 hair dryer and makes those futuristic looking vacuums, they grew their revenue 40% in 2017. And normally, I don't talk about companies growing or 
you know, just revenue reports. But the reason I'm talking about them is because how they did it. They didn't do it by the normal methods. They did it, first of all, 40% for a multi-billion dollar company is a lot. Most people, most companies that size aren't able to do that. And how do they do it? Well, they created new products specifically for Asian markets and primarily China. They are seizing the Chinese market by not trying to take the same products that they already sell in the United States and Europe, but by creating specific products and creating specialized marketing campaigns just for Asia. And their biggest growth product, by the way, was simply a new smart air filter because they know China has very bad air pollution problems. So what did they do? They just made a filter that analyzes the air quality in your house and detects when it's getting bad and then activates. Very simple. And guess what? They sold a billion dollars worth of them. This is a move that the smartest companies in the world are making. They are creating specific marketing campaigns and specific products, variations of different products that are specifically made for different markets. And Asia is a big one, but South America is big too. Africa is even getting big too. You have to make specialized products and specialized campaigns specific to those people, not doing something that's one size fits all. And clearly it is working as a strategy. So the other main story of the day is Uber has rolled out self-driving semi-trucks to be used as a part of its new Uber Freight service. Um, Uber Freight allows companies to ship things across the country cheaper than with traditional freight companies. If they're able to have a fully a fleet of fully self-driving trucks and legislation allows them, then they could cut shipping costs in half. And they can ship things faster because a self-driving truck can drive all day, unlike man trucks, which by law can only drive 14 hours a day because they don't want the drivers to be on the road for more than 14 hours a day. This has been a long time coming. I think people have seen this. I know I've seen this. A lot of people in tech have definitely seen this. Even the truckers themselves have admitted to seeing this. But now with Tesla and Uber making big steps like this, it really does look like truck drivers are going to be replaced by automation within the next few years. It's pretty much inevitable. I think it's just happening a little sooner than people thought. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening. Hey guys, David here. I just wanted to personally thank you for listening to this podcast today. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, it would mean the world to me. It would mean the world to us if you could leave us a positive review on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. It just means a lot to us. We're new. We're just getting started. So if you could help us out, that would be great. And also, we have been putting up some fire content on Instagram and on YouTube. So if you are not already following us or subscribed on Instagram and YouTube, then go to the show notes, click those links and follow us there. We are posting content daily. So be sure to check it out. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening and I will see you next time.